Happy music team. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Are you ready for a beach party? I swear, Eric's like the, the most enthusiastic of everybody. All the rest of you are just like, hey, hey. <laughs> so you know, I want to remind everybody that uh, the experience that you have of your life every day is up to you. So if you want to experience the joy of a beach party, then with the, all the enthusiasm that Eric has shared here, you say, yes. Ready? There we go. Let life know you mean it. I want to have some fun here this summer. So, so we are. We have one more week left after this week for our beach party, and it's all going to culminate next week after our 11 o'clock service with a beach party down at Huntington Beach. Everybody's invited. You bring a picnic lunch or some beach games and come join us. So I hope that you'll all, all do that. So we have began this series with a, a, a cowrie shell, a token cowrie shell that most of you have. But if you don't have one yet and you'd like one, raise your hand because Carl will bring that around. Um, I see a hand up here. So uh, the cowrie shell was our reminder that we set the meaning to what is happening in our life. Because the cowrie shell can either be the home for a snail or it could be uh, used for currency in an uh, a older civilization to, to, for money. Or it could be used as a sacred symbol in a shaman ceremony. So depending on what it's being used for, the person using it or the animal using it gives it its meaning. So the cowrie shell has been our reminder throughout this whole series that we give meaning to our life. And so I've invited you to put that somewhere where you can see that regularly and remind yourself of that. And then, of course, we moved to uh, the two cans, right? We have to dive deep, let go of what you're holding on to to keep yourself safe and comfortable. Dive deep. We had our swim goggles reminding us to see with eyes of, of light and of love and of compassion and of understanding. We had my Jesus muscle shirt. I can't wait to wear that, by the way, because I love that one. Uh, that was reminding us that we get strong, right? As we practice these spiritual principles, we get stronger in our understanding of who we are. So we want to practice these ideas so that we can gain spiritual strength. And um, I think, is that all of it? Oh, the big smiley face ball, right? That we, we talked about we get to decide what we carry around with us throughout this life. So how many of you are wondering what today's little goodie is going to be. Anybody wondering, did you come specifically because I can't wait to see what she's going to do today, right? All right, so I've been gone. It has been a long, long road. Uh, Gary and I were gone for 11 nights, and we were out in California, and we drove 1,600 miles. So it, it was a long, long, winding road. And in the process, I got some tattoos. So, so look at that. What do you see? What do you see there, right? What do you see on those Fishies, right? Fish. Wait. And a lobster, uh, right? Okay, so here's the reason for that. I'm going to read to you. This, uh, this series is based on BeliefNet, an article from BeliefNet, and today's message is for safety in numbers. And here's what the article says. Fish swim in schools. Scientists tell us they do that to protect themselves from predators and to improve their hunt for good things like shelter, food, and mates. Like fish, we all need somebody in our world. We call it a support system. These are the friends or family who surround us, move with us through troubled waters as protection or through calm seas as companions. 
through these schoolmates, these schoolmates often see predators or dangers more clearly than we do and can alert us to the need to change direction or move closer inside the circle of protection. They also alert us to the good things and good people. There really are plenty of good fish in the sea. No need to go it alone. Find a good school and start swimming. Right? They're, they're plenty in numbers. And so on this vacation, I have to tell you that this community is my school, right, of people that I love hanging out with that are create my safety in numbers. And so even while I was gone, I said, first service every day I'd wake up and and I'd hear that opening song that that Bonnie brought to us this time you know I'd be heading down the road it was only in my mind but I'd be singing it you know why give up hope there is always hope why give up a dream there is always another dream so I took you with me right all all through these travels I was with you were with me this community was with me because truly you all are you know the the community of fish if you will that I swim around life with, that, that I count on to keep me centered and grounded and compassionate and, and loving and all of that. And I'm so very aware that that is what Unity Spiritual Center offers to us here. Because science would show us that we all uh, are made for relationship. So there's a scripture Um, I know Virginia used it first service. It might not have gotten used second service, but it was the scripture goes, you know, where two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst. And that idea that where there are two or more of us, there's a relationship there. And as we enter into relationship with one another, that Christ spirit gets an opportunity to express itself through that relationship. And isn't that what we have the blessing of here, of being in a whole community of people, if you look around, that all share that same idea that we can meet Christ spirit to Christ spirit. Not all communities are that positive, that helpful, that hopeful. And human beings in their desire to simply belong might choose a community that is less than helpful, less than healthy. And so that's why we have things like gangs that, that are taking over in cities. And I mentioned to you a couple of years ago that I had the privilege of hearing Father Gregory Boyle speak at our Unity Convention a couple of summers ago. And Father Gregory Boyle started um, Homeboy Industries out in L.A. to support gang members who had gotten involved in communities that were not very helpful and to support them in in owning their own worth and moving out of that community into a more healthy and helpful community. He's been going at this for 30 years. And so when we were going to have a whole day that we were going to be in Los Angeles, I said to Gary, there's only one thing I want to do, and that's to go see Homeboy Industries. And so we did. We went and had lunch at Home Girl Cafe, and uh, you, you're just surrounded by these ex-gang members, really, like with their whole faces and arms and everything all tattooed, and some of the tattoos not so nice, to be quite honest with you. And some of the characters that you see in this cafe, you think, if I met you in an alley somewhere, I'd be turning and running in the opposite direction. But I'm telling you, here at Homeboy Industries, where they have people reminding them of who they are in truth, they wake up to that idea, and they begin to explore what could life be if I really owned that. And so there they are, you know, in the bakery or in the cafe or in the offices, and they're learning, really, who 
see they are improved. So we had the grand privilege to have a tour of Homeboy Industries by a young man whose name was Omar. And Omar told us his story, and it was such a powerful story. I wanted to share it with you this morning. So Omar, at 12 years old, ran away from home. And in thinking later in his life about what was that impetus to run away from home, what it was for Omar is that he felt that he was unloved by his father. He um, felt like he wasn't worthy of receiving his father's love. And they they lived in East L.A., and, and his father, like many men, got killed very young when Omar was just 12 years old. And so he realized that was the end of the opportunity that he could reconnect with his father, that he could really um, have a relationship with him. And so as a result, he ended up running away from home and joining the gang. So at 12 years old, Omar was on the streets of L.A. running with a gang, in and out of juvenile detention and all of those places, shot at several times. And uh, he would see Father Gregory Boyle out in the streets because Father Greg would wander through the streets and he'd see these kids and he'd say, you know, come by Homeboy Industries, come by and, and say hello. And so Omar was walking by one day and he thought, well, I'll just pop my head in so the next time I see Father Greg I can tell him, yeah, I, I was there, right? So he pops his head into Homeboy Industries and there when you open the door is Father Greg's office with a whole wall full of windows so Father Greg can see who's coming, who's going. And Father Greg saw him and came right out to welcome him, to greet him with this big hug. So happy to see Omar. But as Omar said in his words, I really was not ready for what Homeboy Industries had to offer. And so for several years, Omar would kind of pop in briefly and then head back out again from Homeboy Industries. And during this time period, he had a child, a a young son, um, and this child's mother who he left. And then he got shot seven times. One of those bullets grazed the side of his head and created such damage for him that he spent nine months in a wheelchair, unable to walk, unable to speak, and he still to this day has lost use of his right arm. And it was in that time, in that nine months, which I think is really interesting time period, nine months, he sat and thought about what he was doing with his life. And in Omar's words, he really did not believe he would ever make it beyond his 18th birthday. He said, everybody that I saw out on the streets, they were dead by the time they were 18. So I figured, what future did I have? What difference did it make? By 18, I was going to be dead anyway. Now he had a son, and he had this girl, and he had nine months to sit and think. And he realized he had made it beyond that 18, because at this point he was now about 19 years old, and that maybe he had lived through all of this so he could make something of his life. And so when he healed from his physical injury, he gave himself the opportunity to heal emotionally and spiritually by walking once more through those doors of Homeboy Industries. Homeboy Industries offered to him programs, classes. When he had been in and out during those years, those classes and programs were there, but he didn't want to take advantage of them. He wasn't ready for them. He didn't believe he was worthy of any of them. But when he came back in the last time, he said what he was met with was this unconditional love. He said it didn't matter how many times you walked out the door and did terrible things. When you came back in, you were welcomed with love 
unconditional love and given an opportunity to set your life straight once more. And that's what Omar did. When I asked him what was his favorite class that he had taken, he said it was a class on fatherhood and parenting. And that that equipped him with the tools to be there for his son in a way that his father was never there for him. And now he also has another three-year-old child as well. He said that when I asked him, what was the one thing that you received here at Homeboy Industries? He said, the one thing that I received was unconditional love. That was it. He said, I knew when I came through those doors that that's what I was going to take At Homeboy Industries, not only do they have classes that they can take, they also have uh, uh, job training, job services. Those people who come through those doors that they recognize have the ability to go out and keep a job, they don't help those ones. They help the hardest of the hardest ones, the ones with their faces filled with tattoos and not of sweet fish, right? In fact, Omar has been having his tattoos removed. I think he had a swastika on his hand at one point in time. That's what it looked like it might have been to me. But on his neck, he still had a tattoo um, that said jackass. At Homeboy Industries, these young men and women come in with these tattoos that will prevent them because life out there will look at you and make judgments about you based on the way that you show up on the outside. Life isn't like Homeboy Industries where you can walk in with your face filled with tattoos and a jackass on the side and welcome you in as though you are the best person in the world, right? But that's what they do there. That's the community there. They remove 1,500 tattoos every month. And this is the community that Father Gregory Boyle began 30 years ago to support these men and these women to come and swim in waters with some safe fish, right? With some fish that will see you for who you are in truth. And as I was there, as I was in this community, I was recognizing that isn't that what we are about here at Unity Spiritual Center? That if you walk through those doors, if you did so this morning and you cannot remember how worthy you are, if you cannot remember how loved you are, if you cannot remember how beautiful you are, if you cannot remember what a light you are, you walk through those doors and it is my intention that you will be welcomed with love and with acceptance no matter how many times it takes for you to walk through those doors and finally to have the seed of that idea begin to grow in the consciousness of your mind it took many many visits for omar to finally begin to be nurtured by those seeds that were planted to the place where he could begin to realize i am worthy i am a light I am worthy of having a good life, of being a good man, of being a good father, and his life transformed because of that. But he had to do the work. Now, you and I, we can come in these doors every Sunday. We can come here and sing these songs, and we can feel uplifted, and we can feel inspired, and that may be enough for you. But if, like Omar, you're saying it's time for me to take my life to a whole new level, then what we offer you here in this community are the tools that you can use so that you can celebrate and become truly who you are, the the light of God expressing. 
So we offer support for that, just like Homeboy Industries offers classes. And like Omar, you may have been coming in and out of this community for a while not ready to take those classes. But like Omar, maybe you're reaching a point where you're thinking, it's time, I've got to take this deeper. We've got wonderful classes here. We've got healing and wholeness coming up this week that you could take. We've got our prayer hour with our beautiful prayer chaplains. You want to come for some prayer? Come to prayer hour. Lee, how's that prayer been working for you? He might be asleep back there. He's taking a snooze. He's totally relaxed by those prayers. Al was here last service. I think Al's gone now. Al had open heart surgery less than two weeks ago. We have been holding him in prayer. He was here this morning and talked about how those prayers impacted him, how helpful they have been. That's what we are about here, to remember the truth with one another, to hold that vision for one another. We have our fall program coming up. How many of you have participated in the fall program in the past? There's a lot of hands up, but there's a lot of hands down as well. So this is your opportunity to get involved this year in a small group study so that you can get engaged with some individuals here in community, connecting heart to heart, spirit to spirit, as we expand our minds as to what is possible in our lives. I mean, we all have the advantage of being here, not in an L.A. gang in the inner city. We already have a step ahead, so what is our excuse? We have no excuse but to stand up and declare, I am worthy, and I am the light, and I am the Christ, and I am here to express my divine nature. And that's, as a community, what we are here for with one another. We are here to remind each other of that. We are here to practice that with one another. We are here to remember that if I have, you know, been slighted. Anybody ever been slighted in this community? By someone in this community? That we, we practice with one another. That we say, how can I serve here to, to be that love and that light expression? Can you forgive me? for not showing up as that Christ light that I am? Can you see me in spite of what I've done as that Christ light that I am? We have the opportunity to do that here in this spiritual community with this pool of fish with whom we're sharing. I have um, this statue here. It's a lobster, right? So there's a a lobster trap, right, that's used to catch the lobsters. And on the top of the lobster trap, that, that door is open. You know, the lobsters crawl in there, but it's an opening up at the top. Sometimes they even try to climb back out again. But does anybody know what happens when they try to climb back out? Pull them. The other lobsters reach up and pull them back down into the trap. Now I want you to think about the people in your life today. Where do they fall? You know, I'm hearing a lot of nervous laughter. So, so maybe you've got some lobsters in your life that are pulling you down. Who are you swimming with? Are they people who are supporting your dream, encouraging your dream, helping you to know who you are in truth? Or are they pulling you back down and saying, who do you think you are? Who are you hanging out with? Because you get to choose. And if you are sitting here going, I don't have anybody in my life that encourages me and loves me and reminds me of who I am, I want you to look around here. Because there's a whole community of people here. 
It may be somebody you don't know yet. It may be somebody you need to introduce yourself to. It may be somebody you need to connect with. But this community, like that community of Homeboy Industries, is about welcoming you with unconditional love and telling you over and over and over again who you are because you can finally believe it. Are you getting closer? do every week, and considering your support system, consider those people who are in your life, consider the people that are around you, that do inspire you, that do encourage you, that do support you to know the truth. Who are they? When was the last time that you let them know what a support they are for you? When was the last time you said thank you? When was the last time you said you have made a difference in my life? Thank you, Lord. We need to acknowledge those people that are around us that are supporting us. And so this week, I want you to choose one person every day and find a way to thank them. So how many people does that mean I'm hoping you've got in your life? At least seven, right? Because it'd be really nice to find one new person every day. And if you don't have seven, look around you. You have a whole community of people that sees you and loves you and accepts you and wants you to rise up and know who you are in Jesus. Are you going to join me this week? All right. Now, how many of you are sitting there going, man, I wish I had one of those tattoos? Anybody thinking that? Oh, I see some hands. So we got tattoos, so I'm looking for my uh, ushers there. I see Paul. Paul, you got any other ushers back there? Grab Carl or somebody to come help you because we got some baskets of tattoos that they're going to pass around. Um, hopefully, we've got enough for service. They love them so much. I think they, they took a little, couple extras. Um, so, so we're hoping we've got enough here for you. If not, I, I really do apologize. But if you're sitting here going, I don't want one of those silly tattoos. You are the exact person that needs to take the tattoo. Seriously, right? And if you have a little person in your life, you could take it to them, but you could also say to them, hey, look at this great tattoo I've got. Will you help me to put it on somewhere? Where should I put it? And then do it and have some fun. So that next week when our our series ends, you can be like Eric and I say, are you ready for a beach party? You're all going to say... Have a great week. Be blessed.